this is more than a kitchen. Well, if you start to really, really evaluate what is this going to be for the community, I mean, it is more than a kitchen. It is going to be a place for entrepreneurs to go and expand on their businesses. It is going to be a place for the community to go and learn on how to, you know, how to cook healthy foods, what healthy foods are, you know, be creative in their cooking. Um, it's more than a kitchen. It, it's so, so no, there was never a, you know, passing on the baton. We were going to finish this. Hello and welcome to another episode of TrekCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council. From deep in the heart of Dallas, Texas, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thank you for joining us. Today I'll be joined by Estrella Carter of Granite Properties, who is a member of the Associate Leadership Council Class of 2021 and one of the project managers on the 2021 ALC Class Project to construct South Dallas Cloud Kitchen in partnership with Cornerstone Baptist Church as part of Dallas Catalyst Project Forest District. Despite facing permitting and construction issues that halted the project's completion by nearly two years, Estrella and her ALC classmates finally cut the ribbon on South Dallas Cloud Kitchen on Friday, August 25th, and culinary entrepreneurs can now use the kitchen to produce their food items and scale their businesses. The kitchen joins Cornerstone Community Laundromat and South Point Community Market in the Crossing Shopping Center on South Irve Street, whose renovation has been a major Dallas Catalyst project priority for Cornerstone Baptist Church and Shrek Community Investors. The three storefronts offer services not previously available to Forest District residents, most notably the ability to wash and dry clothes and purchase fresh food and other household items at little to no cost. South Dallas Cloud Kitchen will provide the neighborhood with an additional safe public gathering space and a facility to start and grow a small culinary business. Before we get to our conversation with Estrella, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to TrekCast on your favorite podcast app and follow Trek and Trek Community Investors on social media. I'd also like to let you know that there's still time to join us for Fight Night Rising Up, which is coming up on Thursday, September 14th at the Hilton Anatole. Fight Night is our biggest event of the year. It's a spectacular black tie evening in professional boxing, casino gaming, and raffles benefiting Trek community investors and initiatives like The Kitchen and Market. Don't miss your chance to mingle with the who's who of Dallas's commercial real estate industry and political community. We are not selling individual tickets to this event, but tables and sponsorships are still available at recouncil.com backslash fight night. That's recouncil.com backslash fight night. Now, here's Estrella Carter right here on TrackCast. Estrella, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Of course. Yeah, we're excited too uh, to finally see the uh, South Dallas Cloud Kitchen being completed in the Forest District with Cornerstone. I wanted to start off in the video that we produced for your 2021 ALC class. We do a video for every ALC class, and we'll link to that in the show notes for anybody that wants to, to watch it. You noted that even though it would take some time to acquire the permits necessary to begin the project, you were very excited for opening day. 
Could you have imagined back then that opening day would be two years later? Not, not at all. Never did I. Um, did none of us? None of us thought that it would be two, two later's, two years later. Um, however, we're here, and it's very exciting. So, um, those two years now, now in hindsight, have flown by. So, as I understand it, there were permitting issues, issues with the city, you know, holdups. Can you speak to what some of those issues were and, and just sort of why everything took so long? And then, you know, how your project plan had to change or had to be altered, I, I'm assuming, on the fly as a result of all that. Yes. Yeah, so we, um, as we all know, going through permitting in Dallas has been rather difficult. Um, so that was one hurdle that we had to get through. Um, the other hurdle was, so this project does have a $390,000 grant from the city, and which was approved back in 2020, October of 2020, the city approved it. Um, for our class, we had to go and actually get the grant um, through the legal process. So we had the, and I want to, delay of getting permit, but however, also, going through the legal process of getting the grant um, executed with the city of Dallas, which took longer than any of us would have thought that it would have taken. So between the permitting and the execution of the grant was what was one of our, has been our biggest, biggest delays. Going into the project, was that something that you guys were prepared for? Did you expect that to, to kind of hold things up? We no, we did not. When we went through this in the beginning, um, we knew that there was a grant. Um, we did not realize that the grant had not been fully executed with the city. Um, so we didn't know that we were going to spend, you know, essentially almost about a year of going back and forth um, with the city on getting the grant executed. Were you guys able to do any anything while this permit process was was shaking out? We were, so we were able to, um, I mean, so we had a budget originally, right? And as we all know, um, escalation happens. Sure. And we, so we had a number to begin with, and as the longer it took for us to get started, unfortunately, the pricing um, started to go up. However, we've, with um, our teams, uh, Hill and Wilkinson in particular, worked, working with subs, um, they were able to help us maintain a certain reasonable, I say reasonable budget considering, um, but they held on. I mean, you know, all, all those partners um, held on as much as they could to, to be able to give us the best pricing uh, for the project as possible in such, as we all know, currently pricing is just skyrocketed. So yeah. um, we've been, we've been very fortunate. When did you guys finally get those approvals from from the city? When when did everything? When when did the dust settle on on everything? Um, I about it pro, pro, roughly a little over a year ago. Um, we were able to get the grants executed. Um, we also went through the so this project we have a grant with the city of has a grant with the city of Dallas. However. It's a reimbursable grant. Okay. So um, Trek came in and did the bridge loan. So we had the grant, and then we had to execute the loan with. Um, we had to execute the loan, and so once that that loan was executed, then we were able to start 
really, you know, taking funds out and, and, and executing POs and getting sub, you know, making sure that we were able to get materials in on time. Um, so that was, a, I would say, about roughly over, over a, less than a, yeah, over a year ago or so. So once we were able to get all those approvals, then we were, then we started releasing subs, releasing materials, um, the big equipments in the for, for the kitchen, getting those released, and then we started mobilizing early this year, about uh, February of this year, for the actual construction. So this this process essentially held up everything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so wow. so part of um, and again we were also had to realize the partners can only do so much as far as keeping their pricing right um and and they i I can't i can't say enough of how thankful we are of them um for not increasing their pricing you know as much as they essentially could considering where we are with the economy um and they held on i mean i can't i can't i want to say that over and over again um, we have a plaque, we'll have a plaque in the, in the kitchen and you will see all the partners that have helped us on this and please take time and look at them because they have really helped us a lot in this project. Again, considering it's been, they've held for two years. Yeah, that, that's great. We really appreciate all the, the companies and the contributors that played a role in, in this project. I'm wondering, was there ever a point considering that you guys graduated in, in 2021 from the ALC program? Was there ever a point where you thought maybe like we'll have to hand this project off to another team or, you know, just pass the baton on to eventually get this done? Or were you guys basically committed to the to the end? No, we were committed. I mean, it was um, it's one of those that you can't just you can't just just stop. I mean, the this is more than a kitchen. Well, if you start to really really evaluate what is this going to be for the community. I mean, it is more than a kitchen. It is going to be a place for entrepreneurs to go and expand on their businesses. It is going to be a place for the community to go and learn on how to, you know, how to cook healthy foods, what healthy foods are, you know, be creative in their cooking. Um, it's more than a kitchen. It, it's so, so no, there was never a, you know, passing on the baton. We were going to finish this. We'll get back to my conversation with Estrella in just a bit, but first I wanted to tell you that Trek Community Investors is proud to participate in this year's North Texas Giving Day on Thursday, September 21st. North Texas Giving Day is the largest single day of philanthropy in North Texas, and by donating to Trek Community Investors, you become a part of a neighborhood revitalization effort unlike any other in Texas. Your contributions support initiatives like the Dallas Catalyst Project and our commercial real estate loan program, as well as our real estate boot camp and real estate 101 educational programs that benefit our partners in the nonprofit community and emerging housing and small business developers throughout the DFW area. Early giving for North Texas Giving Day begins Friday, September 1st, and you can donate all throughout September, leading up to the big day on Thursday, September 21st. You can learn more at NorthTexasGivingDay.org and search for Trek Community Investors to find our page and make your donation today. Now, let's get back to the show.
Now, I haven't seen the final kitchen yet, but I've seen a whole lot of progress photos from, you know, the duration of the project. And it's, it's pretty clear that a, your class and, and the project teams that you worked with did a tremendous job in renovating this space and bringing this, this kitchen to life, but also that there was just a tremendous amount of work that was needed to, you know, to make this kitchen habitable. Can you talk a bit more about the construction um, and the challenges that your class had to overcome in, in putting this thing together? Um, on the construction front, um, so it was a shell space, so that that's a that's a positive. We didn't have to do any demo. Um, it was it was getting in there and and really we just it was finishing out the space. So um, we were lucky enough that we didn't have any demo to do. Um, not every every project kind of has hiccups here and there, but honestly, on the construction side, it has gone as smoothly as it possibly can for um, considering. So um, delays on some, some, you know, materials could happen. Uh, but however, we're here today um, getting ready to do our ribbon cutting. So the construction and looking back at it, kind of, you know, considering how the, considering what it took to get to the construction portion, it's, uh, it's been pretty smooth. You spoke to, um the idea that culinary entrepreneurs in the forest district will be able to go in there, grow their businesses. You know, there will be some element of food education in, in providing healthier food options, healthy food options in an area of Dallas that is a food desert, noted food desert. But what will these culinary entrepreneurs be able to do within the kitchen? Is it, you know, a full kind of restaurant kitchen? Is it something more like a, a larger version of what you'd have at home? Refrigeration and, and meat storage options? What what are we looking at here as far as what people will be able to do with the kitchen? So, yeah, so we, we'll have two lines, and I, and I say that it's a kitchen, like a restaurant kitchen. It's a commercial kitchen. We'll, we'll have um, a walk-in refrigeration as well. So they'll be able to utilize this kitchen as, is, as if it was a restaurant. Um, one of the bigger things, though, is that the kitchen will be a certified commercial kitchen, okay. which a lot of these entrepreneurs, in order to expand their business, they need that. They, they, they need to have a certified uh, commercial kitchen in order for them to do deliveries, in order for them to be able to sell to the market. They'll need, they will need to have that certification as part of it. Um, so that's a really big thing that right now they can't do. They can't you know, you, they can't, first off, their, their residential kitchen isn't big enough for them to, to make as much as they would want. And then they can't sell it to other stores or to the market in particular because it's not out of a certified kitchen. So that's a big thing. It's a huge thing um, for, for the entrepreneurs. And then going back to we talked a little, you talked a little bit about, you know, healthy eating in the demonstration. So that will happen in that kitchen as well. Um, Pastor Chris with Cornerstone has already been working with Dallas College to be able to have classes at the kitchen. Um, and then, so these students will be, obviously they're working under a, a trained chef. And then taking the food that they make there and being able then to to sell it essentially to to the community at an affordable price so you will have healthy foods at an affordable price 
which is a huge thing for for anyone and in particular for the community. Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard any response from the community yet? Uh, you mentioned, um, you know, Cornerstone and Pastor Chris, but have you gotten any feedback? I know the kitchen's not open yet, but... Um, they, Pastor Chris, so this kid, this, I want to go make sure that we talk about this. Um, idea of the kitchen came about in late 2019. Okay. So, so as you know, the other ALC classes have completed the laundromat in that same retail center and then the, um, South Point market as well. And so the kitchen will be the last, what am I going to say, the last shell space to be completed in that retail. So back in 2019, um, this kitchen came about, and it was because the community was needing, the community entrepreneurs needed somewhere to go, right? They needed, they wanted a place for their businesses to grow. Um, Pastor Christian Cornerstone were, were letting, were allowing them to use, utilize their kitchen. Um, their kitchen is currently, is being, is used to serve the homeless. So, Unfortunately, the homeless population has risen, and they are really unable, you know, they, that's their first priority is to serve the homeless community, so they needed another kitchen, particularly just for the entrepreneurs, which is where this idea came about of creating the, the cloud kitchen. So the community is very excited. They, he has already a line of people you know, trying to get scheduled into the kitchen um, as soon as it as soon as it, it opens. So he is very excited. Community is very excited about this, as as we are, to finally be able to say um, we're we're done. That's great. You know, one of the one of the more significant goals of the Dallas Catalyst project, sort of as it's progressed, not necessarily from the very beginning, but you know, as we've worked more with Cornerstone and St. Phillips and Forest Forward, has been this idea of, of trying to overcome the food insecurity issues in the forest district. And around the time that, you know, your class was figuring out that it would take on the kitchen, we, we were doing other projects in the forest district centered around combating food insecurity. There was that, you know, the South Point community market, but there was also the MLK food park. Um, which has become, I believe it's called the South Dallas Food Park now. Right. And that was another avenue for culinary entrepreneurs to come in, sell their, their goods, and at the same time feed the neighborhood. Um, I'm curious, did that project have any influence in what you guys wanted to do with, with the kitchen or make the kitchen a, a, you know, a, an opportunity for, for culinary entrepreneurs? I think that... Um that reiterated the need for the kitchen, really. Yeah. Um, the uh, the MLK uh, food truck event was huge in the sense of there is a need there yeah. for the kitchen. So it just reiterated that that the project that we had selected was the right project. Was food insecurity a goal of your class in, in figuring out the project? How did you, you guys ultimately decide to take this project on? Um, so for ALC, we uh, actually get split up into groups. We we into three groups, and then um, we're each given a project to go and research. Um, each group is given a project, so we all did that. And um, I was I, I was all, I was on the on the kitchen project, um, so I reach, researched it with our group, and uh, then we presented it to our class, and it was an individual selection. Um, it was a consensus that that was a project that everybody uh, felt that it was the right one for our class. 
it seems like that's a very common strategy for ALC classes to take on in figuring out their projects. They sort of split off. You know, there's a list of projects that that they can choose from. They determine finalists, uh, and then they ultimately vote. Do you have any advice for future classes, future ALC members, in in taking on uh, you know that sort of process and in, in figuring out a project? I think as a class, you need to think about which project gives the biggest impact to the community. Um, they every single project that is presented impacts the community. I'm not saying that it doesn't, um, and they all have their own, you know, thing that that they all have their own thing. So I don't want to say that none of them don't that there is one that doesn't impact the community. Um, but looking at it, what is going to impact the community in the long term? Looking at your individual ALC class experience, how did working on the project, going through the program days, you know, there's, there's this leadership development component. I mean, it's the primary component to ALC. How do you feel like you grew as a leader, as a business leader, as a civic leader, um, you know, as a, as a people leader, as a result of, of being a part of ALC? I would say my biggest uh, takeaway, uh, which which I work on projects and and they they take a while. Um, so patience is a is a big one. Um, but when it comes to the projects affecting the community, it's really taking the time, taking the time to and focus on how is it going to affect the community right, in a positive way? Is, is this a positive outcome? Um, and just really listening to, to community members. I mean, I think, you know, we all go so fast in, in what we do, and we um, sometimes we just don't take the time to see how, how we're affecting the community. And we want to be affecting it in a positive way. And, and luckily, you know, so far that's what's that's what's been happening. And so, yeah, I think it's just like slowing down a little bit and reflecting on, on what are you doing and why. Australia, thank you again so much for uh, for being here today, for being on the show. We can't wait to see the kitchen and can't wait to see its impact in the Forest District. Thank you very much for having, having me, and I can't wait. Um, t- spoke to Pastor Chris earlier today, and... You know, can't wait to see what this kitchen looks like and the effect that it has a year from today. So thank you again. That's all for today's show. I'd like to again thank Estrella Carter of Granite Properties for chatting with me about the 2021 ALC class project. We are so excited to finally share South Dallas Cloud Kitchen with Cornerstone Baptist Church and the rest of the Forest District community. The class did an amazing job bringing this project to life, and we thank Estrella and the rest of the class for seeing this project through to the finish. Make sure you get your tables and sponsorships for Fight Night Rising Up at recouncil.com backslash fight night, and consider donating to Trek Community Investors for this year's North Texas Giving Day when the early giving period opens on Friday, September 1st. Subscribe to TrekCast on your favorite podcast app and follow Trek and Trek Community Investors on social media for the latest news and updates from around the two organizations. Until next time, I'm Bill San Antonio. 
Thanks for listening. 